0: Oh, we're live. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray, for, well, Monday, July 24th. How are you today, handsome? And now that you've adjusted the camera, damn, I I look even fatter than I did a Yeah, you do not look fat. (laughs) All right, here's the deal, gang. We are going to
1: talk about used, excuse me, new car price drops, used car prices. We're going to get that data tomorrow let's jump right into it dad this is a um uh consolidation of kbb data that we're going to be looking at right here you ready said yes and go okay the top 10 car brands with the biggest price drops in 2023 we might hit you with the hyperbolic headlines but we don't make you wait for the data from January to June, average transaction prices fell the most for these ten makes of vehicles. Look at these numbers, Dad. And we know. Let's go in reverse order. Nissan yes. down twelve hundred and forty-four dollars yes, over gee. the first six months yes. of this year. Yes, <laughs> I can see that. That's that's one of your inexpensive it brands. Is. Yes, sub one thousand dollar a month price
0: point. Yeah, going down in price. That's a great thing. It is. It is indeed. Polestar down 1558
1: bucks. Buick down $1,594. At $37,630 average transaction price. Volkswagen down $1,934. That's so almost two grand. If you have bought a Volkswagen yes. in January of this year- and then bought a Volkswagen in June of this year. You would have paid $2,000 less. That is huge. I would go out and buy the second one
0: so you could cost average like <laughs> you do with your stocks. Come on, man. That's huge. <laughs> no, that is. And I feel bad for the people that bought them in January. You <laughs> I'm bringing this down a little bit. Pops, in a normal year, yes, car prices don't go down two grand in six months. Well, no. Normally, they don't. Yes. And then look at that Mercedes. You know Fiat. Fiat dropped $2,200. Dropped like a rock. Of course, there's only three of them for sale in the whole country. Keep (laughs) going. Keep going. Okay. Mercedes-Benz down $2,233 and... Not to give anything away, folks, but we spent some quality time at our local Mercedes Benz dealership yesterday. <clears throat> and if you can even find a car for $80,000, uh, you're doing really well. And I never saw so damn many Mercedes Benzes in my life.
1: We're going to be talking about that. We posted over on Instagram. We are at my car edge or Razz's Jazz or Shepska over on Instagram. So many people that sent us firsthand video either at production facilities or the dealerships in their area or yeah. at the port of Baltimore.
0: Yes, of
1: Mercedes-Benz sitting around. We're going to talk more about that. Bahamian Lily, Susanna Moss saying these are out the door prices, Zach. Correct. These are average transaction prices. So yes. KBB says average transaction price. That leads me to believe that it's it's obviously not MSRP, but it's like what was the actual pre-tax and fees and everything like that transaction price that was agreed upon. For the vehicle. So not truly an out-the-door price, but everything except for taxes. Yes. And fees. Mercedes Benz debt being down $2,233 is a very different story than, for example, Volkswagen being down two grand, because the average transaction price for that Volkswagen, $37,539. The average transaction price for that Mercedes Benz, 82641
0: Based on what we saw yesterday, they need to drop about 10 to 12 grand. Oh,
1: definitely. It was an incredible. Volvo prices on Volvos from January to June down two thousand seven hundred and eighteen dollars. That's a lot of money. It is. And then our top three folks, Lincoln. We've been talking about Ford and Lincoln for a while because inventories continue to grow. Lincoln sales Lincoln sales, excuse me. Lincoln average transaction price down three thousand and thirty eight dollars. Wow. From January to June, the average transaction price on a Lincoln, $65,236.
0: Land Rover. Almost a bargain now.
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that a little (laughs) bit as well. Land Rover. Yes. Down $6,882. The average transaction price for a Land
0: Rover in January of this year. Was just $106,834. But luckily, for those of you who have to have that Land Rover (laughs) and you were smart enough to wait. It's now only $99,952. And Tesla prices,
1: down. Yes. The average transaction price of a Tesla from January to June down $7,166 from $62,272 to $55,106. I went with the title, Dad. Huge price drops. I think some of these price drops
0: are huge. Yes. And and as a percentage of selling price, um, they're they're even huger when you look at, for instance, Nissan or Volkswagen or Buick, you know, because even though Nissan was only twelve hundred some dollars, it was twelve hundred some dollars off a thirty seven thousand dollar um, average transaction price. So the the percentage of decline is much greater on the on that Nissan than say that that twenty three hundred dollars you're, you're saving on them. $84,000 Mercedes-Benz.
1: Absolutely. And we need to talk about why is this happening? It's because inventory is building back up. Inventory is nowhere near where it was pre-pandemic, but it's also nowhere near where it was in the midst of the pandemic. Yes. Inventory levels for new vehicles is at about 2 million vehicles in inventory, which is an interesting number to think about. But what's more important is days supply. And the days supply, how many days it would take to actually sell all available vehicles and inventory based on the current sales rate. Continues to inch up month after month after Mm -hmm. month. And you can essentially look at these brands as a proxy for which deal or which manufacturers are dealing with the largest increase in day's supply. I mean, why, if I'm Nissan, am I lowering prices, both as an OEM on MSRPs and as dealers, more importantly, in terms of transaction prices by $1,244? It's because I have cars sitting around that I need to incentivize the sale of. Same with Volkswagen, same with Mercedes-Benz,
0: It's because you have rogues breeding in the back. Now, Tesla
1: is an interesting component to this because their new car pricing has just been all over the all over the the, the map. There's yes. been uh, quarterly incentives and things like that to try and move inventory. And that's leading to a really interesting phenomenon, Dad, that we've talked about at Bits and Pieces. New car prices drop as inventory rises, especially for electric vehicles. Yes. The average transaction price for an EV was about $53,400 in June, down from more than $61,000 in January,
0: yes, and and just the other day, Ford dropped the uh, um, the Lightning prices by an average of around ten thousand dollars.
1: And let's let's talk about this for a second. Let's let's harp on Ford with the with the uh, Lightning. They increased prices on the Lightning three times,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now they've decreased prices once. Yes. Do you think? And, and again, Tesla has over time increased prices, decreased prices, increased prices, decreased prices. We've seen more dynamic pricing from the OEMs. Do you think, Dad, we should expect to see more and more decreases? Because we're going to look at this same article from KBB in December or January of next year. Do you expect that it's going to say prices at Nissan continue to go down? They went down $2,500 from January of 2023 to January of 2024. Do you think we're seeing the beginning of a trend? Or do you think this is a one-time anomaly? Okay, Tesla does it. That's fine. Ford's going to do it with the lightning, but that's it. Or do you think this is going to be something we're going to continue to see?
0: Well, I I, I think as manufacturers adjust their inventories, and what I mean by that is as they start producing more and more entry-level vehicles, well, then we will see the average transaction prices drop because you know, the person who wanted a $30,000 vehicle that couldn't find one anywhere um, because they were $40,000, well that that person might might be out of the market but as prices if if they start actually producing those vehicles then those people will be back in the market and it will bring down the average transaction prices and when it comes to EVs we know we 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 know even tesla's inventory is building which is one of the reasons why tesla keeps adjusting their pricing we know having visited dealerships, legacy dealerships, that their EVs' inventories are building. Their only problem is is that their EV divisions are already representing a loss for them, and for them to lower the prices even more to get people to buy them will just exacerbate the type of loss that they're taking. Before Ford dropped Lightning prices by ten thousand dollars. They had projected this year that their electric vehicle division was going to lose about three billion dollars. Well, obviously, that number's got to go up now that they've lowered the prices in order to sell them. So, you know, maybe it turns out to be four and a half billion dollars or five billion dollars. But those are losses that most of these manufacturers really can't handle. Yeah, now Tesla finds themselves in a position that even though they cut their prices, they're they're still making a profit on the vehicles that they're selling. Their business let's be very real. Their business is incredible. Yes.
1: I mean how profitable they yes. are and how dynamic they are, it's truly remarkable and it's forcing the hand of some of these other automakers. However, when you put it into the context of where we started today's show, it's not just electric vehicles where we're seeing the no, price no, cuts, no. which leads me back to my question for you. Do you think this will be sustained or do you think these are one-time anomalies? And I want to I want to bring in one other piece of data to inform the conversation. Okay. Apologize for for doing this today, but let me pull it up on the screen Dan. We have gotten bank earnings yes. out the wazoo over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that a recurring theme, and you and I have talked about it, ad nauseum. Yes. It is becoming more and more difficult to get approved for an auto loan. Mm-hmm. So I want to factor this in because everything we talk about on this channel, for the most part, is either common sense or supply and demand. <laughs> Frequently both. Supply and demand. It is very difficult for people to want – they might want to buy a car, but to actually buy a car if they can't get approved – for an auto loan. And look at this Huntington Bank, auto originations dipped 39% year over year. We're not even going to fall into the headline debt. we're just going to look at Q2 2023 changes, both quarter over quarter and year over year. The dark red line, mm-hmm. that's going to be your quarter over quarter change in terms of originations at each of these banks. So for example, at US Bank, US Bank is slowly but surely, <laughs> not actually pretty rapidly giving yeah. up On auto loans in the United States. Yes. Their quarter over quarter originations were down 32.8%. Year over year, down 51.7%. Look at this chart, Dad, for Ally Financial, Bank of America, Capital One, Chase Auto, Fifth Thirds Bank, Huntington, PNC, Truist, U.S. Bank, and Wells Fargo.
0: There are only a couple that are in the uh, ascending column.
1: Only a couple that went up. Yeah. So I ask you the question again. Are we going to be looking at articles like this one later on this year that say Tesla prices? They didn't go down $7,166 from from January to June. They went down $10,000 from January to January. Or is this a one-time anomaly?
0: No, I don't think it's a one-time anomaly because one of the things that we discuss often is the affordability crisis, the, the abandonment of the middle class, even if the middle class even exists anymore in this country. Um, and and so the manufacturers and the dealers are now forced to uh, cut prices in order to bring more people back into the marketplace. It, it just can't all be tailored to high profit margin, high – um, content vehicles. You know, the, you, we walk the lots. We see what the numbers are. I, I, the average person, if if the average transaction price is something is around fifty thousand dollars, and people don't have a lot of money to put down, then their average payment's going to end up being in the nine hundred to thousand dollar a month range. And I'm betting dollars to donuts that most people can't really afford that. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people out there that that can't. I'm just saying most of us can't. Is there still a sizable percentage of people out there buying vehicles who can? Yes. But the manufacturers and dealers realize that they're leaving too many people behind. So they have to start producing more of the entry-level affordable vehicles, which ultimately end up bringing down your average transaction price.
1: We're currently doing an analysis, Justin, on our team is analyzing the data for a bunch of entry level makes and models from 2019 inventory levels all the way through to today to see if we're starting to see that push back towards entry level, because we're seeing it anecdotally. We're seeing it, but we're crunching the numbers on it. And I agree with you. That will push average transaction prices down. And so will dealers starting to negotiate on prices. that yes. I, I managed. We didn't do it when we were at the Mercedes dealership the other day. But I ran one of those VINs for one of those EQSs, one of yes. those $150,000 EQSs. That dealership's been advertising it for sale for over a year.
0: Good for them. Think about the expense <laughs> that is incurred in doing that. You know, we, we talked about that yesterday when we were on the lot. And I said, yeah, my God, there must be at least – $15 million worth of inventory here. Yeah. I, I'm probably light. Yeah, you probably I mean, are. think of, you know, because if, you know, the average vehicles that we saw were well above $100,000, they had 350 to 400 new and used cars in inventory. That's, that's what, $25 million, $30 million? Um, and let's say floor plan interest rates gone up from 3% last year to 6% this year. To be sitting on that, to have to write that check every month, yes, at a certain point, dealers will – even Mercedes-Benz Benz dealers, dealers yeah. will have to lower
1: prices. So you'll have two factors that make us both think that the market is in the – in the On the new car side. On the new car side. Yeah, yeah. We're just talking about new cars right now. Yeah. You've got two factors that are going to continue to suggest that the market is flipping – and going in a direction where prices will go down. One is manufacturers lowering the MSRPs of vehicles because they're actually going to produce entry-level options again. And the other being the fact that we've got uh, building inventories causing dealers to take an interest in um, lowering prices, actually negotiating... On the selling prices. We're not even talking about incentives going up, but that's kind of another factor. That'll happen. The OEM doing that as well. Pops, let's go to the chat here for a quick minute from Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. I said I would stop buying cars, but the deals on RAM were too good. 25% off on a RAM 1500 this weekend. Unreal. Exactly. So, this is exactly what we're talking about. The OEMs, because I can assure you that dealership did not give 25% off. The OEM and the dealer combined get you 25% off. Yes.
0: Got to move metal. Well, yes, because you, you, the only one making money on the metal that's sitting is the bank holding the floor plan. OK, no one else is making money on that. So, yes, you have to move the metal. That's it, it's, it's the only way it works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I did it long enough. I understand that's the only way it works.
1: That's what we were both thinking yesterday when we were at the Mercedes dealer. Let's come here Dad. Let's help Eric out. Car Edge Plus member here. Leased a 2022 Ram for 10,000 miles a year. Yeah. Only seven months in, I realized I should have opted for more miles. Can I get out of this lease for a newer Ram and get 12,000 miles
0: too soon? What um, would you do, dear? If, if it were me, I would contact the lease company. Because many lease companies will make an adjustment for you moving forward. If you realize you're going to need more miles than what you signed up for, they will allow you to buy more miles up front now at a lower cost than if you paid for them at the end of the lease. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that you're you 10 months into a 36-month lease. The payoff on that lease is going to be astronomical. Because one of the things you have to realize is leases are designed to go full term banks are going to get all their money. They're going to get all that payment. Yeah. So if you if you want to trade out of a lease early, typically the way the uh, the payoff is figured, they take the residual value plus the remaining payments less a little bit of interest on those remaining payments. They add all that together and that what get, but they're getting their payments. Yep. So I, I would suggest that that you talk to the uh, to the lease company and see if they will allow you to buy excess miles up front.
1: Here we go, pops. We've got from Stephen. I work at a dealer. My Wells Fargo rep said they are declining any deal on any car over 110% well, a hundred and ten percent loan to value ratio. We have done so many <laughs> videos on this. Hopefully, hopefully those. Where, where, videos. where were
0: they when they were buying them at one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy percent of loan yeah. to value? When and and you know I. I read the comments when on our video where we said, you know, the banks messed up. Yeah. And that the banks enabled all this to happen. And so many of the comments are, yeah, well, the the buying public has to take responsibility. Yes, they do. But guess what? There would be no responsibility for them to take if the bank would have said no in the first place because it's not in any anyone's best interest to finance 150, 160% of what the actual value of that vehicle is. So the blame in my mind belongs to the bank for enabling it to happen. Now, there is blame on the consumer's part who said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'd love to do that. I'd I'd love to have a high payment for a long period of time, um, knowing that I'm never going to have equity in the vehicle."
1: Pair that with the fact that now we are seeing the market revert back to normal, which is yes. cars depreciate again. So imagine you paid over MSRP, and, you financed well over the actual value of the vehicle, and now you're looking at your trade-in values. CarEdge.com slash sell, by the way, to get offers in your area. You're looking at your trade-in values, and you're realizing you're 15000 $20,000 upside down.
0: And it's not going to get
1: better. No. Why would it get better? Because it's not. Everything we just talked about the first half of this show is talking about how we expect new car prices to continue to go down. We're already seeing downward pressure on used car prices. Yes. And interest rates, we didn't even talk about today, but we'll talk about tomorrow. The Fed's meeting on Wednesday, we're going to have interest rates go up even more. That's going to stymie demand even more. And that's going to increase the incentive for dealers to uh, to discount their inventory because their floor plan costs are going
0: to go and, and, up. and one of the things that I I, I sent you today- Yep. Um about loan terms, Tesla, realizing that there's only so much they can they can lower the prices on their cars to keep people buying them, just extended their, their terms, they will now finance cars up to 84 months. In the past, 72 months was their max. But in order to be able to keep their buyer's monthly payment in a range that's acceptable and affordable, they have to they have to agree to go up to a, an extra twelve months to eighty four month financing. If the interest rate comes up or goes up, the price has to come down to compensate for that to to keep uh, somebody's payment where they where it's comfortable. Or you have to extend the number of months you're paying it back.
1: And when you do the extending the number of months, what many people don't realize is that you're just going to be underwater for longer and you're gonna be paying interest for longer. And much more interest. And much more interest, yeah. Yes. I was helping a woman in our community. She was emailing me, she found us on TikTok and she was asking, you know, the, the Truth in Lending Act requires that dealers on a purchase agreement show you yes. how much you're paying in interest. Oh, absolutely. And she was asking me, she was like, Zach, why does it say I'm paying $11,500 in interest charges? That's some made up number. I was like, no. oh no, you don't understand what's going on here. That's your interest that yes. you're paying on your loan.
0: Yes. The, and it'll show you the total. the The last uh, box shows you the absolute total price of the vehicle, including all interest charges and 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 money's put down.
1: We're gonna pull it up on the screen, Dad. One of the best articles you ever wrote is this one right here. Did I Google? Reading? Yeah, you did write this one. Google search purchase <laughs> agreement car edge. Okay? Yes, this should be mandatory reading material before before anyone buys a car. I'm gonna scroll down here. We literally break down an entire vehicle retail installment contract, here's your APR, here's your finance charge, the amount financed, your total payments, the total sales price. We break down every single aspect of your contract when you're financing the purchase of a vehicle. You need to understand this stuff because, sure, you can fit your payment in. That's great. And yes, Tesla did go to 84 months so they yes. get more people into payments. You need to understand what the heck you're actually signing up for. And that email that I got mm-hmm. saying, why do I have an $11,500 charge? Did the finance manager screw me? No, mm-hmm. the finance manager didn't screw you. You're just paying $11,500 in, in interest yes. on your loan. Now, so the other part of that is yeah. the finance manager did screw her, and we're going to talk about that in a quick second here for our favorite <laughs> segment. But there you go. I mean, you need to be aware you, of these things.
0: You need to be cognizant of it. And, and and yes, that's why you have to take some personal responsibility when when you buy or sign up for a loan or a lease when you're purchasing your vehicle. Um, but it still, in my opinion, falls to the bank to not enable the dealer to sell it for the amount of money that they are um, when it doesn't really fit into what our standardized. Loan to value ratios, or what were in the
1: past. Hundred percent, i completely agree. I see a couple comments in the chat coming through saying, "Hey guys, why don't you just sell cars so people don't have to worry about this?" I will remind everyone, August twelfth, we are taking over our first two dealerships in Staten Island. dot com slash event. Pre negotiated prices. Our team there on site with you all day to help make sure. Nothing goes awry. We are super excited. We will literally be.
0: I want pastrami on the ride. We are
1: really excited. It'll probably actually end up being the 11th and 12th because we're already starting to get pretty. There's a lot of people on the wait list. Yeah, I should say pricing will be dropping on August 1st. Um, yeah. Courage.com slash sales event. All right, Dad, why don't we switch gears while we do our favorite segment of the show? Really? You got to be kidding me. All right, Pops, I put this over on social media. I think it's still called Twitter, but I do not no, know. No, it's, it's
0: X. All right, it's well, I X. put this Welcome on Welcome to X, ladies and I gentlemen. I put this on
1: X. Yeah. This is X, why people X. hate car dealers. This is why people hate X. Chad. <laughs> 2023 Honda CRV. This is the same woman <laughs> that yes. I was just talking about earlier yes. who reached out to us and said, Zach, why do I have an $11,500 finance charge?
0: Yes. Well,
1: look at what this finance manager ended up doing on her vehicle purchase agreement, we've got the price of the vehicle. It's a little yes. blurry, but it's thirty five thousand nine hundred and ten dollars up there. That's MSRP on a Honda CRV, a twenty twenty three Honda CRV. Okay, not the best, not the worst, perfectly fine. Where things get unhinged and unravelled, Dad, are in the back office here. The really you gotta be kidding me. Twelve hundred dollars for GAP. Ah, that's a bit high. It's a bit high. Temporary tag fee. That's fine. Yeah. State fee, title fee, license fee, administrative fee, inspection fee. All fine. Yeah. Then you get to this says service contract. I yes. know it's a little blurry. Five thousand four hundred dollars for an extended warranty on a brand new Honda CRV. We're gonna put into perspective how effed up that is.
0: Well, is there? Do we know the term of that extended warranty?
1: Let's imagine it's the longest term possible: ten okay. year, one hundred twenty thousand miles. Okay. So of course, Dad, I put so, it on. I put it on Twitter. Yeah. That's what it costs from us, and we make six hundred bucks. The wholesale cost of that contract is yeah. about nine hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, what are you trying to say?
1: That dealership? <laughs> what's the math on that, Dad? What's the math on that? 50, 50, that's six hundred. That's a six hundred percent markup.
0: Yeah, they, they, that's they a six hundred percent markup. Okay, well, whose fault is that,
1: dude? the The legacy OEMs are effed. Like when, when customers realize this, because she was confused. She's like, why, why did the amount of finance go up so much? I'm like, did you realize you bought a $5,400 extended warranty? And she's like, oh, is that what the service contract is? Mm. So then I linked her to cancelmyextendedwarranty.com, a full yeah. guide on how to cancel this stuff. But Honda, wake up. Your dealers are raking people over the freaking coals. A 600% Stop. markup? Stop! that's what dealers
0: do. That's what finance people do. That's their job. Now, could a finance manager be just as happy, say, if that if that warranty cost them nine hundred dollars to sell it for two thousand dollars? You know, their 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 twelve or fourteen percent commission isn't quite as large. But think of how many more they could sell if they were transparent about it and they were making a thousand dollars per warranty as opposed to $4,500 per warranty. But this is the perfect example of why a customer has to take personal responsibility for what it is they're signing for. Okay. I feel bad for her. Yeah. Okay. But all that F&I manager did was, his or her job, their job is to maximize as much money as they can on the back end of a deal.
1: And her job is to be informed and empowered. And unfortunately, by the question I received to kick this all off, Zach, why is there an $11,500 finance charge that immediately the alarm yeah. bells went off? You don't know what you signed. And yes. we see that day in and, and day, day out. And the important thing is to not let yourself
0: get into that position. Exactly. And, 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 and the way you you don't get in that position is you inform yourself prior to going in to buy a car. It is incumbent upon you to gather the information prior to visiting the dealership. It's incumbent upon you to understand what is about to happen when you do agree to buy a vehicle. That's your responsibility. Yeah. Um, now, we'll help you with that, okay, uh, but it's harder for us to help you with that after the fact. It's
1: borderline impossible for us you know, to help and, you with and, that. And,
0: and so she can cancel that warranty. The problem is her payment's not going down.
1: The other problem is the dealership's going to make it a pain in the butt to actually cancel that warranty as well.
0: Yeah, well, she can, she can contact the, the accounting department. And the warranty company.
1: And the warranty company.
0: You know, don't just rely on the dealership that just screwed you. Yeah, I know. All right, gang, I want to pull it up
1: on the screen. If you haven't watched today's video over on the Car Edge channel, please do. It is one of the more important videos we have ever put out. It's Customers Just Got effed. Car Dealers Bully Congress to Save Shady Tactics. Please, if you can, share this video on social media. Share it with a friend. This is a big deal. This is a really big deal. I hope we can bring awareness to this. Uh, Congress, the House of Representatives, at least, we'll see if it gets cleared by the Senate. Um, The House of Representatives um, passed a bill, the spending bill, that blocks the FTC's proposed rules to rein in bait and switch car buying, bait and switch advertising. Mm -hmm. I'm in disbelief over this one. I'm getting more mature as each day goes on because evidently, I'm naive enough to think that that uh, government would actually stand up for the consumer. But please go watch that video. We're working on all sorts of things here at CarEdge to build out a trusted dealer network of dealers who agree to operate by our principles and don't do that BS. I want to focus on the good, not mm-hmm. on the bad. But holy cow, you got to watch that video.
0: And may I say a lot of comments have come in and say, well, who who voted for that appropriations bill and who voted against it? Um the Appropriations Committee did not list who voted yay and who voted nay, uh, so it's hard for me to be able to tell you that. Um, I'll try and do a little more of the uh, investigation. Yeah, we'll do more digging. Yeah, to see if we can figure that out.
1: Yeah, it's it's worth us doing the investigation because this is, it's not a good look. It's really not a good look, and we want to bring a lot of attention to it because it deserves it.
0: Absolutely. Yes, you know, it really does.
1: All right. The other thing I'll mention, CarEdge.com, all the different ways that we can help all of you that are a part of our community. Whether you're going to buy a car, you can browse cars up there. If you're going to sell a vehicle, please use CarEdge.com sell. We have the CarEdge report, Black Book vehicle valuations. Our out-the-door price calculator keeps getting better and better. I don't know if you've seen this, Dad. You put in the selling price of a vehicle. Okay. You put in the state that you're in. We'll do Arkansas. You can click on this little advanced. What's our trade allowance? So how much are we getting for our trade-in? Let's say $20,000. $20, $10,000. $10,000. How much cash am I going to put down? Oh, none. Eh, we'll do $1,000 just to demonstrate okay. how it works. I'm going to get a 72-month loan yes. at 8%. Now I hit submit. Your out-the-door price
0: calculator will now show you what your out-the-door price is. And 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 do they ask what the Payoff amount might be on the trade.
1: No, for the trade allowance, you got to put in what you're actually like your your uh, positive position is going to okay, be. Okay, because
0: I was going to say they probably go fifteen thousand on. All right, on we'll, that 10, we'll put that back so, to zero. So, well, you, either that or you could put it as negative five thousand.
1: So here you go. <laughs> You've got your out the door price. So in this case, it would be six point eight seven percent higher. And then we obviously, not obviously, but we break it down also now into your monthly payments. You wow. can see your out the door price and your monthly payment all in one place. That's one hundred percent free. That's back at CarEdge.com. So all the tools, all the resources, everything is back here. Services, we've got our consultation calls that are back up and running. So we work with one of our car buying professionals. They can help you select the vehicle, negotiate a vehicle, sell a car as well. CarEdge data, coach, the warranty products, the service contracts, insurance, the free resources, all of the data on depreciation, deal school. It's all the dealer reviews. Everything is back here. So please, please, please avail yourself of this information before... Not after, before.
0: The key is before. You buy a car. Before.
1: All right, Pops, we'll be back on. Tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow.
0: I'll be here. I'll be here. Oh, Then we'll both be here. We'll both be here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, 6 a.m. in Honolulu. And for all our Midnight Mania fans in Manila, it'll be midnight in Manila when we're on.
1: Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Have a great Monday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.
0: Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.